Yeah. Uh, I get that 100% completely. Craig does not, though. I don't think. Craig, I don't think. Well, I guess, Craig, you might could get a computer virus. So you could get sick that way. Do you? <laughs> I just heard the, like, in my brain, I, I read the title, I Dream of Electric Sheep. <clears throat> Does Craig dream of electric germs? That'd be strange. But yeah, I have, I have big feelings. Big, big feelings. About oh, boy. Some things. About some things. Let's start with the easier thing that I've that I have big feelings about. <laughs> um I told you this. Uh I sent you a message and pictures, but I hit a deer yesterday when I was taking my kid to school. Yeah, I think your car is a little too high caliber. Besides female deer, do not have a trophy score. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was mostly just trying to make a joke though, like you know, just like dealing with stressful stuff with humor. Mm. But I was yeah, I was taking my kid to school. And, you know, I live out in the middle of nowhere, very rural area, a lot of farmland once you get away from, quote unquote, Dayton City proper. And when I say Dayton City, like, there's one sort of road that runs through a downtown area with like, again, massive air quotes, downtown, with, you know, buildings on either side. And it's... Uh, How many Dollar Generals? Oh, I think there are three Dollar Generals in Dayton, although in Ray County... The, the county where I live, I think there are seven Dollar Generals. Well, that's very telling on one, your population density, and also uh, how poor you are, or your you know, county is. Yes. There are about 11,000, 12,000 people that live in the entire county, um, and Dayton has got maybe 3,000 people that live like in Dayton City. So everything's really, you know, like I said, really rural, really spread out. We have got mostly like restaurants. They're the only sort of claim to, to fame for this town is that Dayton, Tennessee is where the Scopes Monkey Trial happened. And if you don't know what that is and you're a listener, just Google it. It's, um, it's, it's Tennessee being dumb back in the day instead of you know, today. Yep. We'll get to that, too. But then. Then there was a Christian school that was built here in town, Bryan College, named after Williams Jennings, William Jennings Bryan. Again, see Scope's Monkey Trial for more information if you really care. So, you know, a I like big the part chunk... where he died in the movie. <laughs> he was, I, I discovered this much, like much later on. Like, I don't, I'm sure this is talked about in biographies and stuff somewhere, but I discovered a few years ago on a podcast I was listening to about the Scope's Monkey Trial. That he died of diabetes. He was a, a diabetic and untreated. And just one day he went to sleep and didn't wake up because he slipped into a diabetic coma and died. Oh, he had uh, one too many Snickers. One, yes, one too many Snickers. The The podcast was like, yeah, he got up that morning and he had his wife make him like biscuits and gravy and Ooh, um, right. you know, very delicious. But I mean, that's, you know, flour with some more flour and some more flour and some milk, some butter, but like lots of carbs in flour, whole bunch. Oh, believe me. And I biscuits know. And uh, and gravy. Delicious, delicious carbs. Yes. So then he died, bitch. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's kind of this area's, you know, quote unquote, claim to fame for better or for worse. So it's a very low population density area. And so 
everywhere you go, once you're off of the main highway, which runs to the middle of town, is rural, you know, two-lane country roads, no lights, forests everywhere, farmland, etc. And my kid's school is, you know, on one of these windy roads. And so I'm driving him to school, and I kind of look up look up and to the right just a little bit like i see something you know like in the corner of my eye and i'm like oh it's that and i look up and there's two deer standing on this embankment and you you know you know how quickly your mind can like do like uh-huh. think something sometimes and i'm like one of those one of those assholes is gonna bolt i'm gonna have to stop i can't swerve there's nowhere to go and then oh shit i'm hitting him <laughs> and i got slam- uh, that uh, that deer's up there, like uh, waiting for the perfect car to go by uh, to do the adjourned scam. I'm like, okay, I need I need my hip fixed. Let's see. Uh, it looks like you have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I do have insurance, but of course, because it's not uh, comprehensive coverage, just liability. They're you know they're not going to pay for it. Not going to pay anything. But yeah, so it jumped down and. Hit my car and I mean it's dead. It killed it. Uh, I got now it's living in your freezer. No, no, it what? It is not. I had no oh, way to get man. it home. I had no way to get it home. Dri- I drive. So a, what's a the four- point? What's the point of having a cold if you can't have somebody uh, come out and scrape the deer off the road? It was like seven fifteen in the morning. Like I couldn't have had anybody get out there to get it. None of us have a truck. That's the thing, like, I keep tell, saying, like, we Nate need a to, truck. Uh, tell Nate to make himself useful for once to get his lazy ass out here. He's got an SUV. It has a roof. Yeah, oh, well, my car has a roof, but... Uh, but now, uh, not a radiator. Actually, that's fine. I got about as lucky as you can get when you run over a large enough animal to damage your car. It seems that all of the damage is superficial. Unless there's something hiding underneath. Like, I can't open my hood. Um, I mean, I could, but I'd have to break it, and I'd rather uh, not. Time to get the can opener. So the car, I'll, I'll, I'll mail you the giant can opener I'm gonna have for the uh, anime con because it's uh, pirates versus knights. So I'm just gonna have a can opener swinging at knights, yeah, uh, to keep them back. I'll send it to you. Okay, I just Thanks. need it back by, Octo- by October. Okay. But yeah, it's, um, you know, I got about as lucky as you could. It seems to be all of the damage is superficial. The car runs fine, drives fine, no overheating. Like, if it wasn't the fact that you could get out and look at it and be like, oh, the front end is smashed, you wouldn't know that the car was damaged. So I'm I'm big mad about that. It's going to cost <laughs> me, I don't know yet. There's a waiting list that's pretty long to get into a body shop. Um, for actual work to be done. I'm taking it to get an estimate on Thursday, but I was told, you know, I could expect to wait. Well, you can always, well, you can always get a little handy with the mechanic. See if you can work that down (laughs) where I live. I don't think any of the mechanics are going to want to get handsy. Well, you don't know until you try. And if the price goes up, well, you're just going to have to go to another waiting list. Yeah. So I'm going to get an estimate done on Thursday. I'll be happy, you know, air quotes, happy, if it's like $1,000. I'm very fortunate that the Ford Focus is one of the most popular cars in the United States. So there are a a huge aftermarket for parts for this car. 
So that's going to be my saving grace. It's going to come down to how much labor it costs and if there's any hidden damage. Because I, I could buy the parts for it right now for $350, $400, which is the entire front bumper assembly, the front splitter, and the hood for like 400 bucks. But, you know, what's it going to cost to to actually get the work done? And is there any damage underneath? So, but I would be happy, again, huge sarcasm, air quotes, happy if it was $1,000. That's that's the first thing I have big feelings about. The The less serious thing, the more serious thing I have big feelings about. And man, I've been thinking about this all Uh-oh. fucking afternoon. Is this where Tennessee is being assholes? Or? Yeah. Okay. So I saw this, but I didn't read too much into it because I knew I was talking to you tonight and you were going to have feelings. Yeah, so Tennessee, let's, I guess, trigger warning to deal with school shootings and fascism. So to to rewind a smidgen, um, last week there was a another school shooting in Tennessee. I mean, I say another because there have been multiples in Tennessee, and at the time, I think it was the 159th school shooting of the year in America. Of the school year. Yeah, of the school year. So I have, you know, big feelings, many directions on that. And we've talked about school shootings on the show before a couple of times. But as as a result of that, among other things, my kid's school is now putting people like con- people concealed carrying firearms in the school. And I don't I don't like that. Oh, because have- uh, it definitely helped the last school shooting there, right? Yeah, it actually came out that they that, that the school didn't have dedicated security officers. That and mind you, this is a Christian school, so you can't do the bullshit thing where, well, God's not allowed there. That's why there was a shooting. Because no, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, this is a Christian school. It it it, it, it makes about as much difference as you know shootings happening at churches. Oh wait, yeah, they do. That does happen. But no, this isn't just about about that. Like, you know, my feelings haven't really changed all that much about school shootings. We need stronger gun control measures in this country. We need to do there there's more that needs to be done than put a good a good guy with a gun to kill a bad guy with a gun. And huge massive sarcasm quotes around both of those things. And and again to preface this for anybody who's maybe newer to the show or has forgotten, I guns are fine. I like guns. They're cool, but not you it should not be as easy to get a gun in this country as it is you know it it should not i don't have anything against firearms their responsible use in in hunting for target shooting or even in terms of self defense that's fine but it is way too easy in most places in this country to just walk in somewhere and get a a gun so we need more more gun control not more cops or "Quote unquote security officers in schools. We need less mm-hmm. guns. So, anyways, that sparked a, a new wave of protests in the state. And, like, you know, thank praise be to atheismo that that the kids these days are so much hardier than anybody ever gives them credit for. Because at least in Tennessee, I'm sure this is happening in other places too. But this is my my state, my backyard. 
Um, they staged like, walkouts and the students staged protests and local um, Democratic uh, politicians, which there are a few, especially in areas like Nashville, because surprise, surprise, anywhere you go in the country that's a city, um, you get much more left-leaning population than you do right-leaning population. So there are um, Dems in the metropolitan areas of the state, Tennessee, or not uh, Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis, Chattanooga. There are pockets where that there are um, Democrats that get elected to public office. And so they were, there, there's three prominent ones, but there, there were several who were protesting, just sort of the, uh, I guess you could say, loudest ones. <clears throat> um, so they were, they were protesting with these kids and with teachers and other, other folks. And the Tennessee State House of Representatives drew up, um, what are they called? Hang on. House resolutions, House resolution bills, uh, 63, 64, and 65, one each for the protesting members that were, you know, quote unquote, causing problems, um, which all passed, which, which all passed. Uh, to remove these people from every committee that they sat on and basically strip them of their positions without impeaching them. But they are also talking about impeaching them from the state, from the state Senate, or I guess it's the state house of representatives, state Congress, all because of this. And you know, it's all spurious bullshit that they have put in these articles, but because the state house is overwhelmingly Republican, they passed no problem. Mm-hmm. And this is what I stayed on that one. And this is what I have my biggest feelings about. And I have been arguing with, with people in my life that I often don't argue with because it's not worth the time to do so, but arguing like how, can you people say that this country is supposed to be democratic one where that we share ideas and you know, all of this stuff that you claim to believe when, as soon as someone puts up an idea that you don't agree with and you have the power to do so, you remove them up from office, which yes, for you and for me and for most of us that live in the South who are even halfway paying attention or even halfway at least like moderate um can see you know with their eyes closed in the dark but here we are doing it again some like mm-hmm. real nazi shit and i don't i don't talk about certain aspects of my life at all not because i'm like embarrassed or afraid to but to protect the people that i'm working with they're is the HIPAA portion for a lot of my clients. And I'll mention stuff here or there. I'll share more with you sort of off mic than on, but yeah, but even then, yeah, there's nothing identifiable. There's it's all very general. Yeah. I work alongside several, I'm just going to say local organizations to do things like provide counseling, but also more, direct support um financial support or sometimes material support depending on what they need and 
that's probably the most I'm ever going to say about it because I don't want to put any more information out there in the ether that could maybe lead to something bad happening to some of these people. Because Tennessee's a rough state if you're queer at all. Even just barely queer, you know, air quotes, barely queer. You know, even if you're sort <laughs> even, of the most... Even oh, slightly fabulous. Yeah. Even if you're sort of the most acceptable kind of queer, which is to just kind of be privately gay, um, you know, it's still dangerous to live here. To live, generally speaking, in the South, but specifically, you know, my again, my backyard, specifically in Tennessee. And the more, you know, sort of queer you get heading all the way down to like sort of I think the worst sin for these people is being trans but you know getting to there oh, no, like, no 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 it'd be uh, cross dressing and reading to children right but you know it is it is a, a federal judge stopped that by the way uh, Tennessee is in the 6th circuit and a 6th circuit court judge uh, halted that ordinance um, and it's probably headed up to the Supreme Court yeah, I'm I'm sure that there's going to be a sound and logical judgment on that one. Yeah, I'm sure. With our hyper-partisan, ultra-conservative Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, but, they're, they're going to be totally fair. Uh, and, you know, definitely not going to have any conflict of interest. Uh, definitely not, uh, you know, uh, let's pick something almost at random, a wife that's, you know, in a, uh, a right-leaning think tank that's... Right... <sighs> What? No. They uh. wouldn't do that. Massive sarcasm looks directly at camera. <laughs> but, you know, I, I work alongside several organizations in the state that try to provide support and take action. And to just, it just makes me so mad to get, I get so, I've been so mad. I've been, I have to, been talking to a lot of people today about, what they want to do and what they're going to try to do and kind of trying to help keep some heads level and, you know, help organize um, a couple of protests possibly or getting people to some protests that are planned. And, you know, I, I sent you that long message today where that I, I also, even though I don't believe it's going to do anything mm -hmm. except possibly waste somebody's time, which is good enough for me. To oh, do no, it. I have a feeling it's going to be on some even more lists. Yeah, but, you know, I'm already on a bunch of lists, so fuck it. Who cares, right? They might come for me one day, and if they do, fine. I'll at least, uh, you know, go down feeling satisfied with the, the actions that I committed. And, you know, I'm a leftist who believes in responsible gun ownership, so if they come for me, I might also go down swinging. But let's let's not dwell on that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wrote a letter and emailed it, faxed it, uh, and then called and recorded a voicemail. You know, oh, reading did you it do off. the reverse uh, fax where it's, you know, uh, white text on a black background? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I set it, our fax machine, because I have, I sent it from my fax machine at work, and um, I hit it on the repeat function, <laughs> and then I copy-pasted their phone number, or the, their fax number, and just sent it on repeat um, until the fax machine uh, cycled off at the end of the day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Jared, uh, why is there uh, uh, 4,000 uh, faxes heading out? No reason. Don't know. 
Tech technical error. Call Tracy. I blame Sarah. Uh, Tracy. She was, she was in here looking at my uh, fax machine. Tracy's the head of IT for our company, so yeah, call Tracy. But you know, I don't expect that to do anything except waste some people's time and maybe some like you know some paper and some ink, and I'm okay with that. That's my very tiny act of of protest on this day. And on another day, there will be another act of protest. But, you know... I mean, I didn't even have a chance to do any sort of act of protest. They slammed through a uh, ban on gender-affirming care in late March. Uh, ahead of almost everything else. It was... Uh, this is, uh, you know, possibly going through to... You know, Okay, so my state has what they call crossover day, ironically enough, considering everything else, right? Yeah. Where bills have to swap from their house of origin to the other uh, house in uh, the legislative branch and pass there in order to get to the governor's desk in that session. It got through in like day one, maybe two, and Justice signed it immediately because, of course, he did. And the thing is that the, the bill is so blatantly. Uh, uh, acknowledging the fact that it's going to hurt people, that they in, uh, have a clause in it that would allow people under 18 to get gender-affirming care if there's a severe risk of self-harm or suicide. Well, if you have that sort of uh, clause in it, um, you're acknowledging the fact that this is going to hurt people, right? Yeah. And but... I imagine it's probably the same that air. Oh, yeah. But where they, they acknowledge it's going to hurt people, and it's just good. The cruelty is the point. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it about my state. I'm trying to point out that yeah, they they know that this is hurting people. They know that, that this bullshit is just going to cause more issues. And I honestly think that they get off on it. Yeah. I mean, at best, they don't care. But I, I am a firm believer that, for the most part, the cruelty is the point. I used to not be. I used to look at that with some skepticism. But the more and more that I see them taking these unnecessary steps mm -hmm. to just push people down, the cruelty and, is the point. Either completely ignoring experts or cherry-picking around people that actually would give a decent uh, testimony about a subject. No, it, it's not ignorance at that point. It's, it's just cruelty. It's uh, well, malice is not quite the strong enough word for this, but right? Yeah, it's vindictive. Vindictive, that's what I was looking for. That's a good word. I mean, here's, uh, I'm gonna read it, just because it's not very long. It's like 160, 170 words, but this is the facts I sent on repeat all day. <laughs> um, you know, How many times it, did it go out, or do you know? I haven't checked. I'm gonna check the report tomorrow. I'll, I'll shoot you a message. Um, but, you know, it's got my name, um, what Tennessee con uh, congressional district I'm in, um, and my, uh, air quotes, representatives. It says, I am extremely unhappy happy with a resolution that violates Article 2 of the Tennessee State Constitution. Representatives Justin Jones, Gloria Johnson, and Justin Pearson should not have been removed for carrying out their duties. This clear partisan act is deeply un-American, downright fascist, and I am unhappy as a citizen of this state. I demand this stop immediately. 
generally, I'm unhappy with how this state has handled a great many things in COVID and the post-COVID years, including how the state treats trans people, is making uneducated decisions on gun laws, and is now attempting to waste much-needed state funds to put private security in schools. I'll talk about that in a second. Oh, boy. We don't need more guns in schools. We need fewer guns in the streets and countryside of this fair state. We need mental health support for the LGBTQ plus community, especially trans kids. We need to stop banning books, and you lot need to stop behaving like the Nazis. <laughs> I, well, considering, I, uh, how many uh, uh, GOP rallies have you seen where there's Nazi uh, icons and flags and all of them. I mean, right? Yeah. But I, I almost forgot. Bill, Governor Bill Lee introduced this idea or, or maybe somebody. I just remember that Governor Lee was like in support of this proposition that Tennessee spend a hundred and twenty million dollars putting security forces in schools. Tennessee is already in the red. We're a state that runs like right on the line of being, you know, of being a break even state. And currently we're in the red. We're in the middle of, of you know, a, a recession economic downturn tennessee already doesn't have a lot going for it in terms of of uh you know and and an economy a gdp i guess for the state um so i, I don't know where that 120 million dollars is going to come from probably he's going to borrow it from the feds That's aside from billion. also oh excuse okay 140 million excuse me that's yeah, even so worse I, I, no i was looking to see if he supported it or was proposing it and then I saw it was $140 billion. Uh, yeah. Looks like it's the legislature, but he, he's in support of it. Fascist. But yeah, I mean, at best, he's going to borrow more money from the feds. At worst, he's going to keep cutting all of our state health care programs, which he has been doing. It's just disgusting. Looks like, Depraved. Looks like Insane. That's only, looks like that's only even part of the school safety plan. The overall plan is two hundred five million. The armed guards is just one hundred forty million of it. Let's see the cornerstone. Oh, okay. So it's the governor's plan, but he's getting support from the legislature. So, uh, let's see one hundred forty million for school resource officer grant fund to put trained armed security guards in every public and private school. Another thirty million would go towards expanding a statewide homeland security network with one hundred twenty two agents working. Public and private, the governor would spend another $27 million on public and private school security upgrades, and $8 million would go toward school-based behavioral health liaison statewide. Well, imagine what the education system would do with even a, a portion of that money, right? If we could just give, like, a fraction of that to teachers. I didn't, I didn't, how much is going to behavioral health liaisons? Uh, I'll, I'll explain that what that means in a second, but I don't um, remember the figure. Uh, eight million. Eight million dollars. So what that means is that at in some places it will just be one per district or one per sort of school area. Like for example, my area, Ray County, there are six schools, seven schools spread out around. There would be one, maybe two, mental health liaisons or coordinators for all of those schools 
Some places like Nashville or Chattanooga might get more. But all they are going to do is find attempt to find resources to plug kids into that need mental health care. Which the state is already struggling to keep up with its mental health care demands. Because the state has slashed funding for programs like Tennessee Safety Net, which is a way that people who have no income and no insurance can get free mental health care or extremely reduced cost mental mental health care. Don't worry, they, I'm sure that twenty seven million will go towards guns that could shoot the kids whenever they snap. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Like and I mean we're already like I I work in community mental health. I don't have to. I'm a, you know, now that I'm state licensed and have my uh, insurance certification and stuff and have been for a while now, I could go work at any other, at any private, well, technically my, my, I could go work at like a, what you think of as like a traditional private mental health care place, you know, mm-hmm. a, a traditional counselor's office and make more money and work fewer hours and have fewer clients if I wanted to. But the state is already struggling so much to keep up with the mental health demands for kids, adults. People don't have money in this state. There's also massive drug issues in Tennessee that I'm uh, not like, the choir there. Yeah. So it's like I choose to stay and one day I'll burn out or I won't I just won't be able to do it anymore. One day it'll get to me and I'll move on to something else, but I'm going to stay and do this for as long as I can. Fuck the Republicans. Fuck the GOP. Assholes. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure that when all the problems that come out from them taking away all these uh, security uh, or uh, these uh, social programs and yeah, you know, some more people going, cr- yeah, a little postal on a school or two, they'll uh, offer a pittance uh, to these programs saying look we're fixing it never mind the fact that they broke it in the first place because that's seems to be the cycle that it always happens they break something and put in a patch that does a quarter at best of what the system that they took or down to offer look we're fixing things yeah we we need that 200 million dollars to be poured into the Department of Human Services in this state, which would funnel down to, um, you know, it would start with things like our state welfare program and state insurance, the state's Medicare, Medicaid plan, like some additional bonuses to that, rebuild the Tennessee safety net program, and then also give more grants to all of these community health centers. Because they're, I mean, we're understaffed all the time. We're understaffed. We carry caseloads that are too high. Mine's not as bad as it used to be. I get to be a little more choosy with my clients. I've got so much experience. And again, the state licensure and certification. So they don't want to piss me off and make me leave. Mm -hmm. So I get to be a little choosy with some of my stuff. But it's like, we need that money to have more people around. I mean, the fact that they want to put a, a school security officer in every single school, that doesn't do anything. There's been there's been shootings where the school security officer has ran away. Let's pick uh, one almost at random, Parkland. Yep. The school security officer ran away from the shooting. Just because you know, you're putting an officer there doesn't mean that it's going to stop it. And even if 
everything works perfectly. Like the Nashville, the most recent Nashville school shooting, after some initial stuff and, you know, some initial criticism and issues, which absolutely 100%, like they responded pretty much as, as good as they could have. Yeah. And there were still six people, three of whom were children, died, plus the shooter. Like, they, you know, it, it's reactive. Even a school security officer is reactive. You cut your reaction time in half if they respond perfectly the way that they're supposed to. But, you know, unless they happen to, like, just get real lucky and see a gun and do something about it before anything happens, they're still reacting to shots fired. So, yeah, they either have to be really lucky or somehow precognitive. That doesn't why you solve don't hear the problem. That often about a good guy with a gun stopping a shooting uh, yep. completely. Maybe occasionally you'll hear about one uh, stopping at mid shooting, but there's still people down because. All right. Yep. It's it's reactive. Oh, but don't worry. Uh, you know, uh, they're going after the trans people now because. Yeah. All right. Yep. Oh. Shootings in the last, I think it was three years. It might have been four years. Perpetrators, there have been something like 2,500 white people, 150 air quotes minority minorities, of mm-hmm. which three were trans people. Yeah, which wasn't supposedly one of them. Uh, one of the shootings in Colorado that he basically claimed uh, to be trans to try to get out of hate crime stuff. I do not know. I haven't seen anything about that. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if some white supremacist tried to do that. Like, oh, I'll, I'll pretend to be trans, because that's, you know, that's, they're so loved by everybody. I'll be, I'll get off easier. Yeah, which, of course, you sure search mass shooting trans, and, oh boy, right? Yeah. Fucking horse shit. Yeah, that's, that's my yeah, soapbox. It, it looks like it was the Club Q shooter. Okay. But yeah, those those are my big feelings. Those are the big feelings I've been having today. Dealing, I say dealing, working with all of this. Some of it's dealing, but yeah, it looks like it was the club. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm I wanted to clear up. It looks like it was the club Q shooter that was trying to claim uh, it couldn't be a hate crime because right. Yeah, uh, you would. What really gets me. Uh, and then we'll uh, uh, get on with the uh, proper with the show proper. The country has had so many chances to have a turning point, not just a school shooting, but a horrendous one: Columbine, uh, Sandy Hook, Parkland, uh, Uvalde. We've had so many chances to say, "Okay, this is enough," and we keep having this absolutely. Fucking insane nut job right wing say, but you can't infringe on our rights. Never mind the fact that it's killing children. Oh, but you can't. Uh, but you can't have an abortion because that's killing children. Oh, yeah. The, the, this country should have uh, seen this as a wake up call twenty years ago. Yeah, fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah, because it, it, it's only gotten worse over the years. And it's going to get worse and worse because social media has become an accelerant with this. Every single time 
since I would really say Columbine was the uh, the first high profile one. I know it's not the first uh, mass shooting in the U.S. and a school, but uh, it's the first one that really caught like the news cycle that I remember. And there was this deconstruction and this obsession with it. And then another one happened, and the news cycle moved on to that one. And then another happened, and they moved on. And it seems like every single time they make these little psychos into vigilante heroes, and it emboldens the next person that may or may not have uh, uh, mental health issues. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just have a beef with someone. And yep. and having an issue with you know, a group of students does not make you insane. It does not make you a nut job. However, having the news talk about you know your final acts and this you know like hushed tone and it, it emboldens them. We should not have the uh, names of all these shooters in uh, Europe. They refer to mass killings like this as just the incident and the suspect. They don't name them. They blur their faces. Here, their front fucking page. Yep. And then the next person that uh, feels uh, disp- uh, depressed and you know, wants to just murder everybody, well, I'll uh, make them pay. I'll p- uh, be on the front page of uh, every newspaper in the country. I was having I mean, a conversation I'll- with someone about this the other day. And they were saying, in a nutshell, I mean, we had a really good, good faith, like, long conversation. So this is a snippet, and this is not one of the people that I'm, like, you know, mentally screaming at because they won't listen. Um, but the conversation broke down to they were like, well, why is it? And, and they're, they're a younger person who haven't heard this discourse a million times. So I'm giving them, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, good faith conversation. So they were like, well, why does the focus need to be so much on gun control? Why not mental health aspects? I'm like, well, because that's also being torn down. I was like, let's let's for a moment like and and I mentioned all the stuff like this is how it is in my state. Other red states, they're not funding or defunding mental health programs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like apart from that. One of the biggest factors that we see time and time again in every research study we do about people who commit acts of violence, you know, large-scale acts of violence, both on other people and people who commit suicide, is that one of the biggest factors is that ease of access and time to to it. Most of those things, even if someone has a long-standing history of depression or bipolar disorder or other other more severe disorders, which they absolutely should be receiving treatment for, but everyone who's depressed doesn't try and kill themselves or other people. Everyone who's bipolar doesn't snap and have a manic episode and lash out at a group of people that are mean to them, even if they might want to, because they don't have the ease of access to something that makes that possible. There are other ways to kill people, absolutely. We all have half a dozen or more knives in our kitchen. It whether you live in a house, uh, an just, apartment, just half a dozen. Shit. Well, you and I are except. I think exceptions. You know, I have two. Not, not, I have two butcher's blocks. Yeah, but you know, there's at least a half a dozen knives in every in every household. But there aren't mass stabbings because it's a lot more difficult. It takes a lot more deliberation and energy and effort to do that. Guns are easy. 
guns with super minimal training that you can get on even from movies like yes movies don't represent real firearms in a lot of ways but you can watch a movie and see somebody slam a magazine home and rack a slide and there you go you're good to go and then all you got to do is point and shoot and if you're you know six feet away from somebody in a room it's hard to miss you can but it's hard to miss and i'm like that's why i'm always like going on about gun control so much we need to limit access to people who are high risk or, you know, have other issues like because so much of what's going to stop this is slowing them down. That's why things like suicide nets and, um, you know, barricades on bridges and things like the mental health hotline crisis numbers, 811, which is, um, you know, what they they came up with recently in the United States as the, for the nationwide suicide hotline, just dial 811. Yeah, a lot of those programs, you know, they seem like they wouldn't or shouldn't be effective. How is talking to someone who doesn't know you, who maybe lives on the other side of the country, going to stop you from hurting yourself or someone else? It's sometimes time. All you need, sometimes all you need is somebody to listen. Yep. And so that's, that's why I harp on so much about gun control stuff. Gun control is only one, one portion of the solution, but it's a real big one that... Half, more than half of this country, at least that is in power, is unwilling to consider. And even a lot of the ones that will won't consider serious gun control measures. Things that are more than just sort of token gestures. Oh, if anything, they want to walk back uh, what protections are in place. Yeah. So those, those, are, those are my big fifis tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just feels like whenever you're read the political news these days it's like a roller coaster one step forward two steps back yeah and maybe a sidestep but hey donald trump got arrested today oh I, i'm honestly expecting him to be in jail but uh, uh full time by the end of next week uh uh he him along with eric trump and uh hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna get the 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 proper uh list uh, since uh, this is developing, okay. Is this about the the judge's daughter? The, yes. The pictures. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Him, uh, and of course Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's, uh, yeah, really trying hard to uh, suck his dick. Uh, all posted pictures of uh, the daughter. I mean, what the ever loving fuck. Yep. I mean, you know, we it we've we've said it, this. We know it, this. It, they're only pro life. When it when it furthers their own interests and ambitions, otherwise they will put information out there for death threats to be made to a kid or a judge or both. Mm-hmm. Kid judge, judge kid. I, 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 I'm I'm pretty sure that was like a you know a, a sitcom in the '80s. Judge kid. <laughs> it it could be. Uh, sort of like the whole you know uh, thin blue line respect uh, ju- uh, respect cops. Uh, cops are amazing. Until, uh, yeah, a cop uh, pulls him over, right? Yep. So. <sighs> All right. You ready to do the show now that it's yeah been like 40 minutes, 45 minutes? Got that Franken content. <laughs> 